0: welcome back to another footy and coffee conversations all right we'll get started in just a minute hello mate hey how's it going man it's good how you doing good
1: thank you for having me
0: yeah absolutely what kind of coffee are you drinking today
1: uh some starbucks my mom sent me from america oh nice what kind uh it's the vanilla latte
0: Okay. You know, I used to work at Starbucks, so. Oh, nice. Do you miss that? Uh, I miss all the free coffee. Because every mm. shift, you got, like, a couple free coffees, whatever size you want, whatever you wanted to make. And then every week, you got a free pound of coffee, so. Well,
1: wow. do that.
0: No, it, it was worth it just for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: What's up, Ybarra?
1: Um, all right, Ooh, so if,
0: Ybarra rollback so if you if you just want to start uh just introduce yourself where you're playing currently
1: yeah uh my name is obviously andrew palumbo and uh playing football in sweden uh on the west coast uh for a team called Grebistad, um in division two perfect
0: all right and then uh i'll ask you some questions just as we go but if you just kind of want to start uh talk about your youth uh, club experience, how you decided going forward, where to go next and all that.
1: Yeah. Um, so basically I was, uh, born in New Jersey. Um, and then we moved to London when I was one. Uh, so grew up playing in England and, uh, played for my local team called Mainhead magpies. Uh, and then, um, basically out of tournament, I was, um, scouted to play for a professional team called Wickham Wanderers. How old were you at that time? Uh, I was, um, at that age, I was uh, about 10 years old. And uh, I got scouted just at a tournament. A um, guy came up to my dad, and uh, then I went on trial with them. And uh, from then I got signed, um, and I played there for a couple seasons until we moved to uh, Fort Myers, Florida um, at 13. And uh, then I went to high school in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, Bishop Row and uh played there and um was doing good and uh was getting offers you know from division one teams but uh i didn't realize you know uh that obviously you needed to have certain grades to go to division one schools which obviously was my mistake but um a blessing in disguise because then i had to go to uh, junior college and went and played um for darn college in uh, south georgia and had two of the best years, uh, soccer and uh, in life playing there, and uh, from there uh, started getting a bunch of offers, and uh, then I ended up choosing Northern Illinois.
0: How? Ah, so you you went to junior college first, and because of the grades, not able to to go Division One right away. now. Yeah. Uh- what was what was the experience uh mentally with that because obviously that's some some adversity at a younger age you know you don't think of uh academics being a important part of it for athletics but obviously in the us that becomes a bigger factor than maybe overseas
1: yeah my mom my you know obviously my parents always pushed academics um but you know naive me i wasn't taking school seriously and um You know, uh, that's how it works in America. You have to have good grades to go to top universities. And, uh, you know, then I had to go to junior college. And obviously, uh, I didn't realize this till my senior year, or I would have corrected this uh, mistake that I was making. Um, But going junior college was honestly the best thing ever. I met guys that I'm still friends with to this day, and uh, we killed it. We were number one in the nation both years. And went to the national semifinal both years. Uh, it was all American um, and uh, you know it was it was amazing. And actually, from going to junior college, I got much better offers uh, from bigger universities and uh, all full scholarships, which uh, when you're in high school you know, they sometimes try to lowball you. but uh, when you're coming from junior college, um, you're obviously much older. And uh, you're going into your junior year, not freshman year, so you're coming to that school to be a starter, not not be some some young kid who's going to have to develop yeah
0: i think uh I think too, when I hear that part of your story, it seems to be kind of a common theme uh, with younger players is at least in our generation coming up of how how little knowledge of things we knew, how it worked whether that whether that be the scholarship process, whether that be what academically had to be done uh, to make yourself eligible for schools. It seems like there's so many of us that somehow got there, but could have gotten there a lot easier if, if yeah.
1: been
0: there to, to mentor or help us along the way.
1: I mean, absolutely. Like, you know, there's that thing, like your clearinghouse number that you had to like go and do and uh, like pay money and have like this like recruiting number, like made up just so you could go to college. I mean, I feel like there are many... Uh, small but sometimes major obstacles uh, that people don't know about or they don't know how to do, so they kind of just glaze over it, and uh, I think that's that's what happens. So
0: then you decide to go to NIU, which coincidentally left our last guest also an NIU player. Sean yeah, Sean Apologies, you had to play with him, but.
1: Uh, it was it was it was a fun year, you know honestly, it could have been a lot better uh no disrespect if we could have had uh the coach that you obviously you and me shared at bridges Brett hall um I mean that would have been like the best two years ever at that school because we had a great team
0: yeah, so talk about a little bit about the college experience there um what position you were playing there uh, I don't know if you have any your favorite goal there funny story something.
1: Uh yeah like at northern Illinois you know I was scouted at Darton and I was playing striker um and and I've always played striker and it wasn't until I got to NIU um they moved me to the wing and uh that was when I started playing winger which now I obviously play uh, to this day um and uh yeah we we had uh, some good teams and and some good memories there um, but unfortunately, it wasn't so much success uh, happening on on the football field. But um, I had a good good time there.
0: Yeah, it seems like uh, the number of players I know from NIU. There's obviously a lot of talent, but it just never seems to come to fruition, and maybe the team success it could have.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what happened both years. You know, we had so many good players coming from uh, other countries. As well as from Illinois and and places like that, and uh, for some reason it it didn't click. Um, So I think that shows, obviously. Now you're a manager, you see how much uh, influence a good coach can have because uh, you can have like 11 or 15 really good players, but I mean, if you got you got some kind of coach that's just you know doesn't really know what's going on, doesn't really work.
0: Yeah. What was the uh, the experience the first winter in Chicago? What was that like? Been, right, uh, mate, it been?
1: Oh man, it was brutal because you know obviously I lived in England, but I lived in South England near London, and uh, we don't we don't get snow like that. And uh, I remember my first recruiting trip at NIU. The coach was telling me like you know just it's going to be very cold here. And uh, when I arrived, it was like snow everywhere. I think I turned up in like a jumper, didn't have a a, a jacket and. I was freezing, but I still I still decided to go there, and you know I'm
0: happy I went there,
1: um, but it was freezing.
0: Yeah, I uh my freshman roommate in college came from Texas to Indiana, uh, and he had he I remember the first time it snowed, he was so excited because he had never seen snow before, um, and so he went running outside like a little kid. Yeah. and he was in the parking lot and he hit uh, black ice. Oh, because he had no idea, you know, like oh, there's there's ice in the parking lot, and he scrapes their shit up. And I remember, like, from ten minutes of being the most happy to see snow, and then ten minutes later, he's like, I hate winter. This is the yeah, worst. what a disaster. Yeah, the, the,
1: I think the ice <laughs> is the worst part. Like uh, when I would go to class, the amount of people you would see uh, running and just falling and like destroying their body.
0: We had a we had a bell tower in the middle of our campus, and mm-hmm. it was the it would just it was pure ice, but like freshmen wouldn't know about it or people visiting yeah yeah, we could have made the best youtube videos looking like it like an ice rink yeah so then uh so you graduate from niu um and then when you were at niu was playing professional um the goal at that point or was it
1: yeah i mean honestly uh ever since i started playing uh that's that's been the goal um, and also obviously I was playing ice hockey um, as well and I had to choose a 16 team which sport I wanted to, to really go after and, and I chose soccer. Um, and uh, that's always been the goal. And so obviously then when I got to Northern Illinois, I was hoping that uh, we would obviously be really successful and that would help me go to the MLS. Um, But you know how it works. If if uh, if you're not having good seasons, you're obviously probably not having uh, really good individual stats, which uh, which you need to to go to the MLS draft. Because that that's just how it works. Um, you know. And uh, so then, as you know, it's going. I'm I'm probably starting to realize uh, at that p- uh, stage I'm not going to get drafted. So then, uh, Toph, you know, was going to Bridges with Isaac and uh, they were telling me about how players were going overseas and I was like maybe this is something for me um if it's not going to work out here uh and at this stage I didn't even think about USL or NASL because I think it, you know that's when like that was really starting to grow when we yes. were graduating you know I mean that's certainly like five years ago but it really wasn't what it has turned into now absolutely um, so that you know then i started going to bridges and uh that was when i made the decision that i want to try to go on one of those tours
0: what what year was that that you went the
1: first time to bridges um 2015 that summer
0: okay so you do you go on the trip that summer then huh did you go on the trip in 2015
1: yeah in that summer okay How was that oh it was amazing we had a we had a great group of guys and uh we we were good in almost every game. Um, and we had only met that summer. You know, most of the guys who went on that trip and uh it was it was a great experience.
0: You have any any funny stories from, from that bridges trip? There's always characters on
1: those trips. Oh mate, so many characters. I think, you know, what, one of the funniest is probably, you know, when uh when you get there and you, you go to Lich and uh at first they put you in the girls' locker room. I think uh, that's one of the funniest experiences. I mean, I have a picture still saved on my phone. It's just like, what was it, like 20-something people all crammed into locker rooms and like sleeping on yoga mats. Uh, Some of the stuff that was going on in the middle of the night, you know, people like setting off alarms and just all types of crazy stuff. And Brett coming in screaming, it was like you were like, you know, still a
0: child. Yeah. Um, did you guys have on your trip? Did you guys have like set people that cooked most of the nights? Yeah, we we
1: had a couple guys that you know insisted on cooking, and then like uh, the other people were like the cleanup crew.
0: Cause that that's the uh, that's the clutch part of the trip. Is if you get somebody that's a real good cook, that's mm. a game changer. Otherwise, it's just pasta
1: and some type of meat. Yeah, well, we had that German guy with the dreadlocks. I forget what his name was. Oh he- yeah.
0: Oh, what was his name? I I remember who you're talking about.
1: Yeah, he, he was always cooking. I remember him cooking. And we had some other people obviously.
0: So then you go on the bridges trip, uh how then do you get your first professional contract from that?
1: Um so you know, we are playing all these teams and obviously you're hoping to to get trials. Um Was it Fritz?
0: I, I think he's just messing around.
1: He doesn't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, so we're, we're like, you know, playing and uh, then you're hoping for trials. And uh, we're obviously coming in the summer transfer window. So most of the teams, you know, they've already signed all their, their money and it's already gone, you know. So usually you're trying to get on a team that's looking for a couple players uh, to just strengthen the team and um, a team called Vara was in Division 3 at that time. And uh, they signed me and Yonder, uh, who's obviously a Bridges legend. Um, know, yeah, and me and him were roommates and uh, we lived together and played on that team. And uh, obviously, uh, it didn't go as good as we would have wanted. Because um, actually, we ended up getting relegated so that was, like, my first experience of playing on a professional team and getting relegated. chaos. It was obviously not good.
0: Not the year you want to have to start.
1: No, but a great group of guys, and uh, that was my first experience living in Sweden, and uh, and I loved it.
0: So you finished the first year. Um, obviously, had a great time. You get to the offseason. What then are you thinking? Are you thinking going back to Sweden? Are you thinking try Oh, shout-out Lucas Polk. Are you thinking of trying somewhere else or what What kind are your, your thoughts at that point?
1: Yeah, obviously I'm trying to move up at that point because now we've just been relegated to Division 4 and uh, I was really good friends with the, the owners and, and the sponsors of that team and my contract was just a short term. So they knew I was uh, was going to go. And um, then I'm contacting teams and stuff and, and the agent I had at the time was working with Bridges. and. Um, he wasn't really coming up with much of anything, and um, so then I uh, started reaching out to personal contacts, and I was able to get a trial with um, a team called Hovda, which was um, a few hours away, and uh, me and Yanda both actually went on that trial together, and uh, we did great, and uh, we got signed um, like a week a week after before we were uh, we were leaving to go back to America for Christmas break. So it was it was like super quick, and um, it was really good.
0: And then you played there one year. Had a good season.
1: Yeah, I was there for one season. Had a a great year. Um, we were so dominant. We won almost every game. I had a bunch of goals, and also in the Swedish Cup that we played in, and uh, we actually won promotion to Division One which was which was great cuz just went from relegation to them one of the best teams in division 2 that won a promotion so i had two great experiences um back to back which was amazing um and
0: two uh, very two very different experiences one yeah two uh, two very
1: different ones especially cuz the first one was only for 3 months you know cuz yeah, that was yeah. the summer to the winter and uh the next one was the whole year and uh it was amazing
0: now, now the real question is, did you have more goals than Yanda had yellow cards?
1: I had more goals than I had, uh, I think I had an equal amount of yellow cards, but he had a red card.
0: That wasn't it? It was pretty early in the season that he got the red, right? Yeah, he was
1: hilarious. It was, um, what was it? It was like some cup game in the middle of some village called Mariastad, which was like 30 minutes away. And uh, you know, that was like a derby. Um, they had uh, all the local farmers out there. It was was a couple hundred people, um, and uh, you know they're they're doing really good. The game's tied, and Yonda he takes his second yellow card. I think a guy had a breakaway, and Yonda decided to just you know I'm gonna take him out, and he got the red card, which was amazing. Uh-huh. Funny story about that was you know obviously when you get the red card you have to you have to leave, so he left and uh, the locker room is locked. So he has to come all the way back, you know, through all all these, like, hundreds of people who are, like, screaming at him and stuff like that. And he has to ask uh, the coach for the key to the locker room. And obviously, he's, like, furious because uh, he just been sent off. It was amazing. <laughs> and you know, Yonda's such a good guy.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's what I love is, like, he's, like, the nicest guy ever, but he will throw a tackle in if he needs to. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was, that, was, uh, that was crazy, but it was a really fun year.
0: So what happened? What happened after that?
1: After that season?
0: Uh, coach, basically, it
1: was it was kind of weird when the season ended, um, because our coach was so successful. Um, you know, teams were after him and in Sweden, uh, Division One and uh, Superettin, they, uh, they keep going longer. And uh, there was a team in Superettan that contacted him and asked if he would come for the last two months. Um, to try to save them from relegation, so he immediately left while i 'm like now talking to the general manager about my contract wow. and stuff like that and he 's in he has no communication with the club um while he 's doing this, so you know I told the general manager, and you know we basically had a conversation, and he was just like, uh, "How do you feel about staying here and and I was like you know i 've enjoyed it, but i haven 't played as much as I would hope to and As much as I believed I should be playing so that's when I made the decision that uh, it's better to go somewhere else that might be division two not division one and continue playing and starting or go up to division one with them and uh, I might not play as much as I'd hope so that was when I decided to leave and at this time I still had bridges representing me and, uh, you know, email was trying to, to send me to different teams and stuff like that. But it was nothing, uh, there was like a top, top team that I was trying to look for. Because he sent me one time to a team called North Armlands, uh, you know, suck in the woods. Yeah. No disrespect. And, uh, you know, we have some great ex-teammates that have also played there, who are much better obviously than, than that level of that team. But, you yeah, know, you
0: know, I have, I have two players for a former. Former from that team signed to my club now yeah you got you got the best one go Yeah, i got I got cause and then I got the goalkeeper Tony so
1: I was trying to get Kaz to come to to vanishborg shout out Kaz, he he's amazing, yeah, uh, I never got to play against him because he was actually suspended uh, when we played his team <laughs> but um so he sent me up there, and you know my first experience was um just went from hovda to go up there and uh my train ride was about six hours and uh when i get up there um get picked up by this guy who looks like santa claus uh no lie and uh, got got a little truck and uh we get in and then it's another hour and a half to uh to where was and uh you know going on trial there and stuff like that and you know i decided it wasn't for me and uh, then after that, that's when I fired uh, email and uh, then I just started representing myself and using contacts that I had made. And luckily I met a couple really good people and uh, they sent me on trials to a bunch of um, teams and ended up uh, choosing and signing a team called Vanschborg that was in Division 2. And uh, it was a great decision.
0: yeah, yeah it's Yeah, uh, it's such a hard Uh, decision I think with with agents and working on your own and there's definitely uh, benefits to each and there's there's not like a right way to do it you know I've seen people have success both ways and I've seen people fail both ways it's uh but it's hard because you know at the end of the day you have so few years as a player uh to get in and and get up so trying to trying to you know figure that out quickly you have to make decisions and just go with it
1: yeah, and no disrespect to Bridges because obviously they helped me get my foot in the door and took me to Sweden. Um, I think it's a, a great idea of helping uh, guys that want to go pro. I think everything is great and the coach and Brett uh, is is perfect. But the only issue is when you have an agent that then represents I mean, 30, 40, 50 plus players, uh, you, don't, you don't get the undivided attention um, that you need If you want to get signed to a top team because it's no problem for email to send players to lower divisions Uh, that that will always be successful but to get a trial on a top top team you do need an agent that uh that will just be representing you and a couple other players and that's that's the hard part
0: yeah yeah almost like you need two two like agents one working with a larger number at the lower levels and then mm-hmm. more specialized for the few guys that have the ability to go higher.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. So that, I mean, that, but that's just how it goes in, in football. And uh, obviously you need some luck and you need um, the right people to see you for that to happen.
0: Yeah. So you signed, you signed at the Division Two club. How did that season go? Oh,
1: it was amazing. Um, I didn't actually realize this when I first signed for them. but. They had the year before qualified for the Swedish Cup, which is like the FA Cup, but you're now in a group with top teams in Sweden. And uh, we had in our group um uh, Halmstad, who was at, at that time, Alsfansken, and then the top Super team, Orgrity. And uh, I mean, it was just amazing. Uh, against the Alsfansken teams, both games, um, we tied both of them 2 2. And uh, we were leading in both games. We had hundreds, uh, a couple thousand at one of the games. Um, they brought their hooligans with the flares. Uh, some of the pitches that I have saved are just amazing. Blue flares in the sky. Uh, we we played against a guy um, who ended up signing for West Ham that summer. Um, so it was just a great experience. And then the Super Edson team, we spanked them 3-1 at their stadium and um I had a nice little goal and a couple assists, and uh that that was uh, the highlight um but unfortunately, we didn't qualify because not not saying there was match fixing going on, but um at that time before we played, we were tied with um on points in the group, and uh was playing Helmstad, who are both Svenskin teams, and uh for some reason uh Helmstad decided to play like their u twenty one team and they lost 7-1 and uh, we ended up not qualifying out of the group because of goal difference because you can't compete with someone who just won 7-1. Yeah oh, so. wow.
0: that's disappointing.
1: Yeah it's a real shame because the next game was going to be against uh, the team in, in uh, Gothenburg AIK at their home stadium on live tv but oh. that's what how experience. life goes sometimes. Yeah it
0: yeah. seems to be.
1: Mm-hmm. But it was a great season. We had a great group of guys. I mean, some of my best friends still play on that team,
0: uh, and it was amazing. After after the season, did you? What was your what was your thought process going back there, trying somewhere else?
1: Um. So then, after that season, then I had contact with some other teams in that division and um, also some Division One teams. But I had such a great year, and I was getting better. And better and uh, the head coach we had at the time had a good relationship with and, and still do and uh, you know he he convinced me to come back for another season and um, he, he said you know this, this year we will win the league and um, if, if I get taken somewhere else I, I will take you with me and um, then I come back obviously and uh, unfortunately this season didn't didn't quite go as well as the previous year and obviously we didn't get promoted and um he got fired at the end of the season and um it, it was a tough year because we we again had a great team um but i don't i don't really know what happened but it didn't it didn't go the way that it should have
0: yeah it's uh, sports are funny like that sometimes you have on paper a team that has a recipe for a great success and then there's not like a glaring reason why but it just seems like sometimes they just can't can't get it together and to have the success that you know that's yeah, is capable.
1: Yeah, it was, it was weird because we had a great team, but it wasn't meant to be. And um, after the season, um, that was when I decided that I wanted to try something new. And um, then I went to England. And um, obviously I lived in England and, and I thought that I would use like old connections that I had and um, new connections that I had been making while I was in Sweden. So I went there and um, for two months, you know, I was calling agents and uh, showing up to games and talking to the coaches after for for trials um, through uh, people that I knew at those clubs. And uh, unfortunately, it just wasn't meant to be, you know, uh, I would sometimes get yes, sometimes I get no, or we would swap numbers. And um, the last club that I had that kind of interaction with was a team called Woking. And um which is really funny, one of their coach coaches is um what's his name Adam uh, Tyler, the guy who does the the FIFA voice
0: okay, yeah, you know what I'm talking about yeah
1: he uh he was there, and I met him in the pub um after one of their games. It was amazing because oh, wow. he's such a such a big guy, and he has you know that voice, mm-hmm. and I was talking to him, and it felt like a great connection. I talked to the head coach, and um I actually knew his secretary. Through a, uh, through a friend, so I thought, for sure, I'm going to get a trial here. And uh, he never called me and I waited two weeks and I was calling him and no reply. And then I talked to the secretary lady that I knew that worked there and um, she was like, I can't believe he didn't call you back. And now as this is going on, the Sweden uh, transfer window is starting to, to pick up and players are getting signed and uh, the English one is starting to close. So that was when I decided that um can't, can't stay here and just like hang around and end up um, like a division uh, lower than what I'm playing in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Then I started reaching out to contacts that I have and I ended up in a great team called Greberstad, um which was a huge blessing because it's uh, on the West Coast, um, beautiful little town, and uh, the guys on this team are amazing. They had just played um, in Division One, And got relegated to Division Two, and uh, we're looking for new players, and that was when I got signed.
0: And you're and you're still with them today. Yep. Obviously enjoyed the experience and all. Um, Yeah, I loved it. It was a great season. What? uh, So obviously you you signed with them again. Um, Was there was there any thoughts of trying something else at the end of the season, or were you pretty confident that you wanted to go back?
1: Um, It was it was a mixture of different things, but what happened was last year was my best season. um, And statistically, I had the most goals I've had in one season and assists. And um, we came second place, went to the playoffs and unfortunately lost in the playoffs. Um, And uh, after the season, I took some time, went on um, a few different trials. um, But, um, you know, I felt like it was best to come back here. And try to run it back and um, win the league because uh, all the best players, except for um, two, didn't resign. Uh, one ended up retiring, um, and the other went to another team. Um, but I felt like it was the best decision to come back. But unfortunately, you know, with this pandemic, this season is uh, kind of delayed.
0: Yeah, yeah. What what have they said for you guys? Uh, is your the plan going forward for you guys in league? Um,
1: they postponed it till the middle of June, so we'll see if that happens.
0: And then are they thinking at that point still full full games or just half a season?
1: No, they they came up with this uh, special idea. I don't know if they're going to do it with all the leagues, but with our league, we're only going to play every team one time. Okay. So that's going to be very intense. It's only 13, 13 games. Anas, you you trying to come out here?
0: Anas, we got a couple more years in those legs. Come on.
1: <laughs> he would be a key contribution. I used to see him in practice banging in goals. Oh
0: yeah. Oh he's got a nasty shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't uh, sure if he was a forward or a defender. He's both. He's both. But I met him he was playing uh center back uh, at bridges, so I don't know what he is, but he's good at all of it. Um what uh what are they saying then? Are they still gonna do promotion and relegation for you guys?
1: Yeah, they will do uh promotion and relegation.
0: I'll be interested with only playing teams one time and home field advantage and all. But. Yeah, it's always difficult because
1: you know sometimes you play a team and you obviously don't win, but you know you're gonna play them again and uh that's an extra three points and some revenge. But now this year, every game is just like a cup final. Yeah. I right,
0: just got a question is shaving legs good for football players? Some say it's good for energy saving. Uh my personal opinion is I mean I don't think there's like a necessary benefit I think a lot of players do because of like massages and stuff it's easier to have a massage when you don't have leg hair pulling out and if like for me I always taped my shin guards just straight to my leg so having hair would have been and Well that would have been a disaster. Yeah I don't know about energy saving though. I don't know I
1: started shaving my legs last year and um, I feel actually quicker I don't know if that's a mental thing yeah but you know also my girlfriend likes it hey
0: right, then you gotta keep doing it
1: you got right. to if except for winter winter time i let them grow back when we're in the in the pre-season because mate it's too cold yeah some says it grows more after shaving i don't
0: know i don't know about this i don't know enough about leg hair growth to comment on these things
1: yeah i think you um, should ask his mom about that
0: so so then uh I'm just joking. Talking, talking through your career, uh, what do you have? One goal that you've scored that that kind of stands out. What's your favorite one you've scored?
1: Mm, you know, there's been a couple couple goals that obviously stick in my mind. Uh, if okay. I had to choose, I would probably choose two. Uh, one of them would be my senior year in high school, scored a a chip over the goalie from like 30 yards out in the in the state final. Um, which helped us uh, go along to win. Um, so that that was a highlight. You can find that on YouTube but uh, ignore the celebration because I went mental. I don't know what I was doing. I was just running. Hey, okay. um, a, a
0: proper United, United yeah. fan to score a goal like that, you know. Memories. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was just one of
1: those, you know, it just, it just came out of nowhere. And the second one is uh, probably my favourite goal is one of my good friends, um, Angelo at Vanish-Borg, um, set me off against Orgrity in the Swedish Cup, um, and uh, took off from the halfway line and then uh, placed it around the goalie, and then took my shirt off and ran crazy. I, d- I don't know what it is with these celebrations.
0: I think I remember seeing that one when it was in. Was it they put in the newspaper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted and, that many yeah. times. That was yeah. that was the highlight. I mean, hey, if you score a nice goal, you got to celebrate it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's an entertainment business. I don't know why we keep getting questions about leg hair, but honest wants to know is you or your your lady's legs smoother? Well, oh, obviously hers. And then we got another question. Uh, what's your strength when playing in a team?
1: Uh, I think my biggest strength is uh, I'm a real team player. Um, every year uh, I'm in the top two or one uh, with assists, and uh, I think that's just because um. I'm a very forward player, and I'm always looking for the right, right, uh, whatever it is, pass, or if it's a shot on goal, um, and, and I always try my best to find the open teammates. So I think that that's a big contribution, and uh, I hope uh, everyone that I play with um, thinks that also, because I'm always trying to give the ball to the right person, and uh, never really believed in, in being selfish, because, um, you know, football is a team sport.
0: Yeah, and I would actually, from what I've seen of you playing when I watched you, that's what I would, I would say is your biggest strength is you know. So you get wingers sometimes that are are really good, but then when that final should they pass it or shoot? Even if even if the better option is to pass, they're looking to try to shoot from terrible angles sometimes. But yeah, definitely. You know, I think to, to play yeah, percentage success.
1: Yeah, and I understand that. You know, people obviously want to get the highlights of the goals and stuff like that, but um from my experience that actually can hold players back because you know the higher up you go coaches can see players that are just thinking about themselves and uh it is quite obvious and uh you know let me tell you that that player is not going to be popular in the dressing room and he's relying on people giving him the good passes and there's no surprise when that stops happening
0: yeah oh it's it's shocking now as a as a manager getting game filmed from players and sometimes they put something in that's a highlight because they dribbled through three guys or something and you see like before they put their head down to dribble there was like a wide open simple pass that could have led to a more dangerous situation and yeah automatically you're like i don't i don't want this player with that kind of selfishness and they think they're they're making themselves look good but yeah as you said like it's better to have a team player that makes the right decision than. Oh, he one time on his highlight did something amazing, but how many times did he fail doing that same thing?
1: Yeah, and the best thing about those kind of highlights also is cause um I'll just see what the ending of the highlight is. You know? They probably ended up getting tackled.
0: Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs>
1: you know. There's they no secret that most people that. highlights, they they get cut off at a certain point. Uh huh.
0: Usually and don't try to blame it on
1: Instagram's thirty-second rule because you know you could have done the thirty seconds to the finish.
0: Yeah, but that's just how it is. Absolutely, hundred percent. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, one from I don't know if you can guess who this is. He said, "There's controversy." He says, "You claim British but born in Jersey." Care to defend? It was
1: that. Is that Toph or is that Jason? Unbelievable, mate. They used to give me so much crap about this uh, when I went to NIU because we had so many um, English teammates, you know, and they would always uh, tell me that I was acting different when I was around them compared to when I was with them. But, you know, the truth is uh, I have both passports and uh, I think, you know, they were just a little jealous, to be honest, that they only had one passport. But, you know, I I was blessed to have parents from both countries, the best countries in the world yeah
0: what is uh talking about that what is the biggest difference to you in um let's say nowadays of of british football and american football now because now the, the league in the u.s has grown a little bit so what what do you think the biggest difference though is
1: um you know i think both have big influences from uh international players um you know i like how mls um you know, they they bring in a lot of old legends, which is always fun to like get to see your old your old superstar play. Mm-hmm. But I would kinda would have hoped that America would have done a more uh, different approach, where it would be more like about the American players coming up and developing them, because you see all the uh, all the young talent now um, is actually going overseas. A lot a lot of Americans are in Germany academies. And, um, you know, I think America is missing out. Uh, if they could have kept it more American, obviously you got to have international players because it would be boring if it was just Americans uh, in the MLS. But I think I think they're kind of messing that up a little bit and uh, it's going to hinder the national team.
0: And, yeah, uh, I, and I they- agree. I I have fears of what the league obviously is growing, but are the American players growing in the league? That's the, the question.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's difficult, and obviously England, you know, they have the best league in the world and the most exciting players, you know, other than Ronaldo, um, and Messi, and a couple others. But you know, <laughs> so I, you know, English football will always be at the top. Um, but you know, it's the same also with English players. Uh, a lot of them are getting pushed out to have to play overseas, and uh, you know, I don't think that's correct also because you know, in Germany. Uh, they found a way to make the German league exciting, but also they're growing German talent. And I think that's what it should be about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Germany's doing, doing some things right. Um, all right. Definitely. So I want to hear, I've been asking the Bridges guys, what, what would be your 5 aside indoor team? You can put yourself on the bench and we're saying no, no MLS players, but anyone else is fair game. No MLS players. No MLS players.
1: But I can pick uh, Premier League players. No, 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 five
0: from bridges. You have to pick bridges guys.
1: Oh, five five from bridges. Yeah, five from bridges. All right. Well, I pick you first. I always liked you playing on the left side. You were were nice and fast. Are you trying Uh, to lose? (laughs) No, 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 no. You were a great guy, great player. All right. So that's one. That's one. And uh even though he didn't pick me in his team, which uh I DM'd him about because, you know, I actually played with him at college, uh Toph. I, I put him in the team. Um so you know, I'd have you two at the back. Um, then I'd have to to put in one of my best friends, uh, Isaac, uh, on the right. Uh he was just a great player. And I I think he's still playing in Denmark. Uh so that's three. Probably put uh, Anis up top, so that's four. And then uh, if I had to pick one more, uh, I don't know if you ever played with him, uh, Joe Joe Brookinson, uh, yeah. the really tall no. forward.
0: Yeah, he played. Uh, he played actually in uh, Finland for VPS uh, the year before I came to Finland. So
1: yeah, so I I would pick him also. I'd play him and Isaac probably in the middle somewhere with Anis. Uh, atop of them in like a little diamond kind of formation. Uh-huh. And I think that would be deadly. I like it. I like yeah, it. I wouldn't pick a goalie. I would yeah. just have uh, you and Tof guarding that pretty much if it came to it. Because I, mean, I think with this team, we would be scoring every time. So it
0: wouldn't even matter. We'd, we'd at least win the headers if they try to chip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, during this quarantine time, how are you staying ready and in shape? Are you guys, are you guys t- training as a team?
1: Yeah, we just started Don't training pressure. this week. Uh,
0: you guys are still training then.
1: Yeah. So before that, I was just going to the gym and working out and staying fit. Um, you know that Nike app, uh, they have uh, free workouts, so.
0: Okay, we got a question. What's the biggest passion about this sport for both of you? Why just this sport and not something else? Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, biggest yeah. passion about this sport for me um, is the camaraderie between teammates. I think in training sessions, uh, especially, there's just so many funny things that happen, whether that's playing Rondo and Megs or whatever it is, like there's yeah. always, I think the bonding and like the laughing that you get, uh, I enjoy a lot. And why this sport and not something else, uh, is the sport I excelled probably the best at. So I went with that. no, no exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, what's the biggest passion of on this one? Yeah, I think it's uh, probably the winning as a team. Some of my uh, favorite memories in life are like probably sporting moments, winning with my team. Uh, Those are memories that, you know, they last forever. And then those guys, they become friends for life. Um, It was actually a really tough decision because I actually started playing ice hockey when I was uh, five in England. And uh, you know, at one point I was better at ice hockey than football. but then when we moved to America, you know, it's a much, much uh, different, different level. You know, I was playing travel hockey, um, and I was having to miss uh, soccer practices to go um, to different states for a hockey tournament. And, uh, you know, it got to a point where me and my parents had to sit down, and it was like, you know, if if you want to continue with this, you, you're going to have to completely stop playing soccer, or um, you're going to have to quit ice hockey. And... uh I had to make a tough decision, and I chose soccer, and uh, I think it was the right decision. But it, it turned I out, a
0: bit, huh? It turned out well for you.
1: Yeah, it's turned out good. But you know, ice hockey. There's something about uh, skating as fast as you can and just smashing someone, and you don't get in trouble for it. You get cheered for it. Encouraged. <laughs> yeah, good good memories with that. Especially when I played in England, my mom was the uh, uh, commentator, and. Um, I can't tell you how many times I used to get in fights and uh, get put in the, you know, the sin bin and yeah. my mom would have to go on the microphone and be like, uh, number 15, Andrew Palumbo, five minutes for illegal hit. Or uh, if I was getting kicked out of the game, you know, it was so embarrassing. I had to walk past her and my dad and she was being on the microphone. Number 15 has been ejected from the game for fighting. We'll, we'll
0: talk about this at home.
1: <laughs> Mate, and I'm like, I'm like 11 years old. Oh wow! And I, I don't know what it was. I think I was watching too much of you know the Mighty Ducks, and uh, the Bash Brothers were always my favorite.
0: I mean, I get it. I get it. That's part of what the desire of hockey, you know, is of throwing some fists sometimes. You know,
1: I mean that's that's the best part. Everything else is secondary. It's
0: funny with sports. You mentioned that because uh, I was actually probably a better swimmer than I was a footballer growing up. I, went, yeah, I could see that. Like I got one state growing up and everything, but it was just so boring because it was just two hours of back and forth and no talking, and it was just the pool every day, morning before school, afternoon. And so yeah, I my was my container. sister
1: was doing that, a lot of swimming. I remember when we were younger, and I used to go to those practices, and uh, it was so boring to just watch. And you know, those pools they have like a like a smell to it, such a strong chlorine smell, especially those like big centers you know where everyone's training you know what i'm talking
0: about yeah absolutely so i was like no way no not for me someone wants to know how tall you are uh five foot seven five foot eight with cleats we call it yeah we'll call it
1: (laughs) that's why i miss my hockey skates that made me five nine (laughs) uh
0: you can't you can't win them all but uh so now you have you've played um obviously multiple years professionally what I mean it's a lot of games it's a lot of training even in the off-season it's not like you can just you know have a break for a super long time so what is the way that you find that you stay motivated the best to continue to to grind and keep working hard
1: Uh, to be honest with you it's um is this feeling that um, I'm not finished yet that um you know I I still believe that I will reach um the highest division that that you know that I deserve or or whatever comes up you know I I enjoy playing in division 2 and and I play on a great team it's a great group of guys but obviously the the ultimate goal is to play in the highest level and uh you know I I still believe that I have an opportunity to do that and uh that's why I haven't given up yet
0: good um and then we'll say, me need a good one for you. The, uh, who's your favorite Your favorite player you've played with? And then your favorite player you've had the opportunity to play against?
1: Ooh, that's, a, that's a tough one because I've played with so many good people. And... Or just, we'll
0: say one of them so that you don't get DM'd and hated on. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: I, I don't want to upset people because honestly, I, I've enjoyed probably everyone I've ever played with. Um, if I had to pick one player, uh, hmm, that's a tough one. How about how about my favorite player that I've got to watch play? Let's
0: go with that.
1: Uh, probably uh, a guy that I grew up with, uh, a guy called Max Eamer. He plays uh, League One in England uh, for the team called Gillingham. And, um, yeah, I I got to see him progress from coming from Queen Park Rangers Academy, um, who used to play all the time. And then he got made captain and, uh, eventually sold to Gillingham. So that's probably one of my favorites that I've got to see.
0: Very cool. And Mm. played against?
1: Played against. Uh forget his name, but there was a guy who I played against with in junior college. Um, I think it was Sebastian something, but um, it was a school in North Carolina, and everyone had been talking about this player. He was uh, the best player in junior college, and we played against him. And that was probably my first time that I played against someone um, that was uh, so, so tiny and so skinny, and um, it was like watching Messi. And uh, at the end of that season, he actually got drafted to Real Salt Lake from junior college, and he was the first player to ever do that. So that was probably my favorite person that I ever got to watch.
0: Solid, yeah. That you don't hear the junior college to MLS route too often.
1: No, it's it's very difficult because you know not many people from MLS are really
0: watching it. But he
1: he was so good that um, it was undeniable.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine if you're getting MLS scouts to watch junior college, you're doing something special. Yeah, especially
1: uh, a small school. Yeah.
0: Yeah, especially that. Uh final question is more of what would your advice be for a younger player wanting to play professionally or go to college? What's your biggest word of advice?
1: Um, well first, you know, the obvious one is hard work. Um, that's that's with anything. Um staying focused which you know you you can't be going to all the parties sometimes you have to uh tell your your friends you can't go um or if you do go you you can't stay out late um and i think one of the most important things that i've learned is the connections you make um, along the way um they can either help you or bite bite you in, in the butt and you know always be a good person because um you don't know who who you're like rude to or nice to, one day they might become a coach or a scout. And if uh, they didn't have a good experience with you, uh, you probably don't have a good chance of getting on that team. So you know, always try to make good connections because uh, that's that's what football and life is about. Um, the more good connections you have, uh, the, the more luck that you will end up having.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you never know where. Where connections will will lead you, or what someone's path will give an opportunity for you. I like that. No, exactly. Um, for players or younger players, if they have any questions, want to reach out with you, Instagram the best way.
1: Yeah, yeah, Instagram is great.
0: All right, I'll link your I'll link your Instagram to it. Yeah, that'll be nice. All right, man. Anything else you wanted to say, or no, nah, it's good. It's good. I hope
1: I hope you stay safe in
0: Finland. If you ever need a weekend trip, you're always welcome in Sweden i might I might need that right now, though, with the border being closed, going back, I can't, I can't. yeah, yeah, that's difficult,
1: but, but once op- it opens
0: up, yeah, once it opens up, maybe a little summer trip, definitely
1: i'm on the on the west coast, you know, like I said, on the ocean, and uh it's amazing here in the
0: summer you've you've convinced me mm. <laughs> all right, man, take care, thank you for doing this. Have a good night, yeah, you too, mate. thanks for having me. All right, talk to you later, bye bye.